It's no secret that the labor market is tightening and the field of healthcare may be where it's tightest these days. Employers in home-based care frequently cite finding qualified workers as one of their top challenges. Some research cites the problem as a skills gap, that there are not enough workers with the specific skills needed for particular positions. This is true for nurses and therapists especially. But in terms of personal care aides, a local low unemployment rate, coupled with the sometimes demanding nature of the job, are both contributing to a very difficult market. As our population ages and demand grows, turnover rates among home care aides have been cited as high as 60% annually. In order to recruit and retain a sufficient and qualified workforce, employees are having to rethink their relationship with this workforce, including and especially around hiring and training practices. Hello. I'm your host, Pat Kelleher, and on this issue of Talking Home Care, we have two guests to talk all things regarding the home care paraprofessional home care aide or homemaker. Our first guest is Helen Adioshun. Helen is founder and CEO of Care Academy. She has a lifelong passion for education and workforce training, as you will hear. Andrea Cohen is founder and CEO of Houseworks. Andrea founded Houseworks in 1998 as a private pay home care company. With more than 20 years of experience in the home care field, she has been a leading voice for changing the way care is delivered to seniors at home. We're going to talk a little bit about how these two companies are working together and what it says about how forward-thinking home care employers can, could, or should be addressing their workforce needs. Welcome, Helen, and welcome, Andrea. Hi. Thank you for having me. And thank you for having me. Andrea. Great. Great to have you both. I gave a very quick biographical sketch of both of you, but why don't you each fill in a little bit more about yourself and your passion for the topic we're going to dig into today, building a home care aid workforce that's qualified, but also supported by their employer in their work. Why don't you start, Helen? Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Helen uh, Adioshun. Um, So I actually always say that I started off as a caregiver myself. And so um, my own, um, you know, my uh, starting Care Academy was really a confluence of a couple things. One, um, parents who immigrated to the U.S. um, started as caregivers themselves, having been a caregiver and working in education. Um, And I think that uh, we are currently missing a lot of opportunity uh, to build up the workforce and also realize the full potential of the folks currently in the workforce. And so um, Care Academy imagines a world where we're we're optimizing uh, for the current uh, folks who work in the industry, as well as optimizing for folks who also want to jumpstart a career in healthcare via, um, you know, some some form of education. And so uh, really excited to talk about that today, maybe some of the ways in which we uh, are seeing gaps and, and are hopefully uh, getting to fill gaps as well. And Andrea, tell us a little bit about Houseworks. Sure. Um, and hi, everybody. And I'm so happy to be here, especially with Helen and Pat, who've known for a long time. Um, interestingly enough, I started my career out as a home health aide as well. Um, And that gave me just a really um, hands-on understanding of what it takes to do the job. Um, That was coupled with um, both of my parents passing away in a very close proximity of each other. And that really sort of got me to say, I got to fix this, you know, both from the perspective of 
the person who provides the care as well as the families who need the care. And, you know, I really have felt over the years that when you run a home care company, um, you really have two jobs. One is to ensure that your clients are taken care of in the best possible way. And the second job is really to build up a professional workforce and the work of workforce that feels empowered to, to, to do what they need to do because this is a people business. And if we don't invest in our people and get it right, we're just not gonna have a business. So again, I'm really excited to talk about some of the um, initiatives that we're doing and some, some of how working with a really great strategic partner has helped us, you know, you do more together than you can do separately. It's fascinating that both of um, our guests today started out as caregivers or home care aides um, and right away busting the myth that um, these jobs don't lead to career paths, that they don't lead to um, new opportunities. So I think it's, it's fascinating that both of you um, separately have come together to work on this issue, but both started in very similar positions. That's what attracted to us to yeah, each other, I think, absolutely, right, Helen? Absolutely. <laughs> Before we talk a little bit more about the specifics of your relationship and what um, lessons it holds for the listeners to our podcast, Andrea, you've been two decades in this business. Um, what has changed and maybe what hasn't changed? Sure. Um, so, so much has changed. Almost nothing has not changed, frankly. But, you know, private home care, and there's different numbers for this depending on who you're talking to, but private home care has become a 30 to $40 billion industry. And, you know, a lot of that is because demand has skyrocketed. But, you know, while at the same time, the workforce is dwindling, when I first started the company, we had absolutely no recruitment issues. So, you know, demand is going up, workforce is dwindling. And, you know, the demand is getting higher because people want to live longer at home. And really, for the first time, the payers are finally recognizing that it can be less costly to provide care at home versus in other settings. The other big change that I see because of some of the demand issues and the, um, the, the way that it's being reimbursed at home is, is that we are seeing people discharge more quickly from hospitals. So the level of complexity that we see in the home has really changed. And um, and this change of complexity in the home results in a need for a morally a more high, highly trained workforce. And the good news is that the caregivers that we employ at Houseworks, you know, see the growth potential and feel empowered that they can participate in this higher level of care. And I think that's again what's so important that we're going to be talking to uh, today is is that, you know, it, it used to be when I first started out that they caregivers, nobody really felt like they had the potential to do more than what they're doing. And now I think that's totally changed. And that's a real great thing. Terrific, terrific. And Helen, you mentioned a little bit about um, your background in education. Um, and uh, what really attracted you to home care? You mentioned your parents. Um, did you have any specific experiences with home care that um, sort of the light bulb went off in your head and said, I think there's more we can do with this workforce? Absolutely. Um, I think it was a confluence of a lot of experiences. So as uh, we mentioned earlier, I've, you know, lived my life as a home health aide. And um, I, you know, I think my experience and I, I 
be, it sounds a lot like Andrea's experience also mirrors what we know in general about home health aides um, today. Um, I, I really love the fact that, you know, Andrea laid out that, you know, in the 20 year span that she's been running Houseworks, um, the, the industry's changed quite a bit. And we know we are a much more recent entrant into the market and the world that we both inhabit in, in both companies is where um, a caregiver has a lot of options and technology um, has been the blessing and the curse, right, of a lot of those options um, that are keeping, uh, you know, caregivers out and we hope potentially can bring them in. Um, in terms of what's happening right now, um, home health aides have a variety of um, opportunities, whether it is the gig economy and the rise of the gig economy. So that's a lot of service-based work. Um, whether it's retail, there, there are a lot of options that pre present uh, flexibility because of technology. And it was actually my own uh, catalyzing moment was uh, I was working as a caregiver, I was working as a home health aide, and I had this general feeling of frustration and feeling like I was not being supported. Um, what I often say to people is that, you know, I've lived in many different career paths um, over the last Last, uh, 15 years of my working life. And the the thing that I, I keep coming back to is in every single career field, whether I was in teaching, I was doing policy work, I was, um, you know, doing a variety of different, you know, exp experiences. Um, I always had some level of support or an expectation of professional development. And the place that I was lacking um, you know, in my own experience as a home health aide, was feeling supported, was feeling like I had some level of professional expectation. Um, and so it felt very much like a dead end job. Um, and so what you see, though, at large among home health aides um, is that they see it as work where, you know, I can move laterally so I can go to other types of experiences that are similar and I can come in and out. Um, but as soon as I'm, you know, onto my next career path, it's something I leave altogether, right? And so once I'm done with nursing school, I don't necessarily, you know, uh, want to interact or will interact with home, home care because um, I don't see the connection. And I think it's because we're lacking so much for those connections being built and made. Um, and so I had a moment where I was in a grad school class and all of my experiences were really kind of um, the confluence of those experiences came together and we started seeing that, you know, there's, there's, there are two things that we can build um, in order to make this feel more of a career path, make it seem as if there's a way in which you can grow within this industry. One is systemic, which is to create career laddering and career opportunities and saying, this is where you are now, but, you know, over the course of your career and by gaining certain skills, here's where you can go to. And then also, um, you know, pre presenting ways because we know home health aides, I was very busy in my career. I'm sure Andrea was very busy. Um, home care workers are extremely busy and they're working between multiple shifts and clients. So it's the idea of bringing education to the person as opposed to the person coming to the education. And right now, uh, we don't have a model of that that's happening at large. And, and we're looking to change that uh, with several providers as well. So we're really excited about that. Well, let's pick up on a couple of those um, points. Um, 
before we get to the sort of career ladders and, and, and the latter point about the idea of feeling supported or Andrew used the word feeling empowered. I mean, for ho- the whole idea of um, healthcare in the home, um, the, it's sort of a, a double-edged sword. One, it's a very independent um, job. You're out there alone. You're not working with a team, uh, at least physically by your side. And whether you're the nurse, the therapist, or the home health aide, that can be isolating. But for some folks, it also can be um, very invigorating to be caring for someone one-on-one, um, unlike when you're working in a nursing home or another institution setting where you have multiple clients. So the the idea of the solitary nature of the work is both its its attraction and you know sometimes um, it, it, it's uh, difficult. So you talked about supporting the workers. Let's get a little bit into detail about how Care Academy, working with Houseworks, is setting the stage for supporting the workforce right from the time of hire. Can you start to talk a little bit about how you're thinking about that together as a partnership? Absolutely. And, you know, Andrea, I'll speak a little bit, but please feel free to interject. And then, you know, I'd love to talk about that in context. Um, But I I wanted to go to a further point. Um, I completely agree with you. I think it can be very invigorating work one-on-one. And, you know, folks may also feel isolated because they're not working on a team. Either way, I think even as a caregiver, I enjoyed the presence and being in in the presence of amazing and wise and, you know, folks who felt like an extension of my family in my clients. But what I always wanted was a set of tools to help me feel as if I were I was giving my absolute best. And so that's where Care Academy kind of thinks about the individual learner that, you know, no matter the reasons that you're in or doing this work, how can we, to Andrea's word, I really love that, empower this person no matter you know where they're coming from to kind of pull from those things in order to feel prepared and also to uh, give their best uh, no matter who they're working with and so that's how we conceive of learning at care academy um, it's, it comes from the best practices of adult learning and ensuring that folks feel empowered so they're being recognized for what they already do know uh, and they're being uplifted as professionals so Thinking about the orientation period, um, we we uh, have already kind of set about thinking about multiple tracks, depending on who you are and what the shortcomings are in your orientation. So there's the general orientation where um, a caregiver, home health aide, is becoming acclimated uh, just to the expectations of caregiving. But after that initial baselining of classes, so we provide short bite-sized classes, you know, the idea of what it means to be a professional and a professional caregiver, cushioning those words and cushioning the work in terms of those words, professional, um, that is the baseline. But from there on out, it's actually making sure we're matchmaking uh, the classes and the credentialing to the needs of the caregiver. So what is going to actually make sure that make that person feels uh, empowered to do the work and provide them that set of tools. But I don't know, Andrea, if you wanted to talk more about how you sort of envision, you know, us working with you all and, and what some of the things you already actually had in place um, that we, you know, really sought to mirror at Care Academy. Right. Um, sure. Yeah. So when we when we started um, when we started working with Care Academy, we had researched a number of companies to try to help us. But previous to that, we did not have online learning. Online learning is a couple years old for us, 
And the reason that we wanted to start online learning was because it was hard to get people to come into the office, even though we would pay them. And um, we really want, we, you know, what, what we're trying to accomplish at Houseworks is to, you know, to meet people where they're at. So if it's easier for them to train, you know, on their own time online, that's great. If it's easy, you know, we spend a lot of time, we still, you know, we believe online training is, you know, absolutely what we need to do while at the same time, you know, what's great about it is that working with Care Academy, we don't have to work as hard at some of what Care Academy provides us so we can spend more time actually providing trainings in the a lot of the senior housing communities that we're in and because we still believe that there has to be this sort of mix of face-to-face -face and online learning. But um, in, in terms of, for example, on the orientation process, we realized as a home care company that we would be, um, you know, that our most vulnerable time in terms of losing people was, you know, the first 30 to 90 days. So with Care Academy's help, um, we they've really helped us sort of beef up our orientation process. So when the caregiver comes in, they 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 see um, immediately, they do some of the um, training that's required of them so they don't have to do it on their own time. And um, they they help us, um, they, 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 we do, that's where we actually do the professional course that, that Helen and her team developed that we love. So, um, I feel like you know they've really helped us on the orientation piece of it, and um, and then the ongoing training. And I know we're going to get into this. Yeah, there's so many the depth of training. So when we're onboarding people and we show them the depth of training that we're able to provide through Care Academy, um, it's been we've gotten an extraordinary response because they know that we're invested in 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 them, and they know you know I think. A lot of what we do with Care Academy together, it helps our um, caregivers understand what the possibilities are. Um, and that's been just a great um, opportunity for us to help them understand that we're with them 100% of the time to help them be who they want to be. I mean, I really feel like home... A, a home health job can lead into um, so many more opportunities. and. Um, you know, most recently we've been taking, we just, yeah, I, I'd say 90% of our people that do a lot of our scheduling work were caregivers that we had in the field that we've promoted and they've come into the office and it's been, um, you know, and, and, it, and the, the caregivers in the field love it. These folks see a professional, um, a professional place for them to be. So clearly, Andrea, you mentioned that um, you had seen um, your cost for recruiting and retaining workers um, go up if you hire someone and they leave within 30 days. Correct. Have you been tracking your recruitment and retainment goals before and after Care Academy? And is there anything you can say about what you're striving to achieve? Clearly, not having people leave within 60 days of being trained. Um, are there recruitment retention benchmarks that you've set for yourself that you think other private care companies should be looking at themselves? Again, because we've been around for a long time, I would say that 
you know, the average houseworks caregiver has been with us for about four and a half years. A third of our caregivers have been with us for over five years, and we've had people with us for over 10 years. But I would say, and I don't have the exact figure with me right now, that um, that we have seen an increase and an uptick in our ability to retain workers because I think it's really important that every private home care company first gets a sense of what it, you know, do they have that zero to 90 day period where they're most vulnerable and then they can measure against that. But we've definitely seen that we lose less people in 90 days. And I know that um, Care Academy and the kind of training that we're doing and, you know, basically everything, all the skills and the tools that they're giving us are helping us retain that. And that is something that, um, the, the data collection, you know, the metrics matter a lot. And that's something that Helen and I are working hard on to, to track and to figure that out. I can say that in three months, we were able to roll out Care Academy as a new technology and train 350 caregivers. And that's another thing is, is that, you know, Care Academy has made it easy for us to roll this out and to train um, numbers of caregivers, both in Boston and in our Philadelphia area. So you've retrained all of your caregivers using the Care Academy um, uh, software, Andrea, yes. including hires that you've had on, on in, in place. Yes, because what you know, there's a there's a abuse and neglect training that's mandatory. So, you know, for for clearly for all new people, we use Care Academy, and then for the folks that we needed to to have that training, we we actually used it on on folks that had been employed by us previously previously before we rolled Care Academy out. So um, that's a good example of a way we could use Care Academy with some of the folks that were already existing. And and I think that um, you know you mentioned you know tracking your um, length of time caregivers stay with you um, turnover rates in the first sixty days. I think you know. Private, the private care industry, when you mentioned how much it's changed and not changed, it's just beginning, I think, to be more benchmark and data driven. And I think in general, they're just beginning to catch up with, as you mentioned, Helen, that technology can support um, their hiring, recruiting, hiring, and retaining processes. In some ways, I think the home care industry has been a little behind other industries in, 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 in latching onto technology. Um, Helen, can you speak a little bit to that, even with we work with Houseworks or others moving from sort of, I guess, would have been a paper-based training to a, a technology yeah. platform? Yeah, I, I I love the dimension of, you know, it's the idea of uh, technology facilitating and, you know, what we're driving at is efficiency, right? Um, part of our core mission and vision as a company and, and here at Care Academy is essentially to support and empower caregivers and also to make uh, home care, home health uh, as efficient as possible, right? Um, and you're absolutely right. I think technology can be a driver, but what's even more important and I want to highlight too is um, the point that you just made, Pat, is that it's being data-driven. Um, data-drivenness is actually also part of our value as a company, right? And so we're not looking at only uh, technology and, and just assuming that it's going to be a driver of efficiency. You know, we want to be able to correlate that to that first 30, 60, 90 day window where we 
know, industry-wide as a benchmark that, you know, caregivers are more opportunity to leave for other opportunities or uh, to, you know, just simply attrition and churn. Um, so I, 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 I love that. And we also see ourselves as part of an ecosystem. I think you're absolutely right in that um, so much of our industry is changing and the folks who are really leading the way, uh, such as Houseworks, are folks who share a commonality and a passion for looking at, thinking outside of the box, number one, but using data and technology to really drive that thinking, right? There are always going to be non-negotiables in terms of running a good home care business because running a good home care business is running a good business period. That is, you know, treating your employees with, uh, you know, dignity and respect and providing them opportunities. Those are you know, non-negotiables of, of doing this well. Um, the way in which we hope that uh, caregivers are being treated, I also, as the CEO of Care Academy, want to empower my own staff. But undergirding that is going to be data, right? And so um, in terms of really kind of uh, digging deep and looking at uh, attrition measures or satisfaction rates. Um, we have wonderful partners in the industry who help do this. And, you know, Housework is also positioned really well with Home Care Pulse is a, a driver of that in terms of um, really making sure that um, home care businesses are thinking about the, uh, the satisfaction of their clients as well as the caregivers, because all that matters in terms of being able to uh, recruit, onboard, and retain. Um, and so we, uh, in, in terms of utilizing data, we also you know, really recommend that folks are utilizing all the things in their toolbox as, uh, as business owners uh, to really you know, think through you know, what are the best ways of, uh, and the best practices of empowering caregivers so they're likely to stay. So that's actually even not technology, that's data to drive processes. Uh, so there's, there's, a, there's a world of opportunity to really match make between you know, data-drivenness, best practices of just running a company and also technology. And, and you mentioned data um, and, and, you know, uh, uh, getting folks to stay on the job and not losing them the first 60, 90 days. Has the Care Academy process with Houseworks um, shortened the time period or uh, changed the time period from date of job offer to actually having someone in the field? Is making that shorter a goal or is making that person feel ready the goal or both? Um, because sometimes we hear people can leave even before they get out in the field because they get frustrated um, with the time it takes to get them from the day you offer them the job to the day they're actually working in the field. Yeah, I think it's both. Uh, it's both and then some, right? It's uh, that, um, you know, the someone who is looking at Houseworks as a prospect is able to uh, come to Houseworks and, and we're trying to find and we're gathering data around, you know, are we impacting the measure of their ability to stay and then also get out to the field faster. But our very first study as a company actually was right along with Houseworks uh, and uh, was published by Harvard researchers. And it's increasing confidence. And I think you're absolutely right, Pat. Um, we want folks who are on the job in terms of uh, as a retention mechanism to not feel frustrated and feel like they're empowered with the right tools. So Houseworks has a set of practices and guidelines in order to enable that. And so Care Academy falls right into that. And so um, the measure of the study was um, that caregivers on average are seeing a 17% increase in confidence mm -hmm. uh, in terms of their knowledge around falls prevention. And we know that is 
one of the things that is, uh, you know, that 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 seniors are um, most apt to uh, fall fall prey to, right, uh, in terms of their overall health and well-being is falls. Uh, and so we uh, presented that falls class. It was a very short class presented to uh, a self-selected number of caregivers. And we saw that within that 45-minute video, there was this effect and lasting effect of having just the tools to be able to prevent falls uh, in someone who would be, you know, ordinarily or otherwise healthy uh, within the home. Uh, and that we know that in the greater healthcare you know, ecosystem, that is a benchmark that, you know, people are paying attention to, uh, is readmissions. And so our ability to empower a caregiver, give them the confidence to be able to do their job and have a metric of that is something that we uh, have started out with in health, in houseworks. I definitely want to mirror that longitudinally within houseworks and other uh, agencies that we work with. But that's a really great measure that speaks to both of what we hope to accomplish, being able to efficiently get care givers into the work and then also uh, make sure that they're confident and satisfied and empowered in doing the work. That That's a, that's, that's a great point, uh, Pat. And, and I also just want to add to that, that um, we, we know that, you know, one of the, the, we talked about the 30, 60, 90 day, and that was critical for us. But the other critical piece of retaining caregivers is to be able to put them to work right away. And we we know that about 75% of our caregivers leave our orientation and onboarding session with an assignment. So we have to be really ready for them to be able to do that. And again, that's another way that our organizations work together to be able to prepare people enough. I mean, clearly they come to us with experience, but the fact that they can leave our organization and 75% of them leave with an assignment is really much higher than it would have been had we not been able to have a online training system that supported our on, our, our onboarding. So it's interesting, um, you know, as, as you both know, in Massachusetts, we have no um, licensure for private home care and no um, specific state regulations around what the training would look like before someone who's working in a private home care in, company versus a Medicare or Medicaid certified company. So you, it, it gives you as houseworks with 20 years of experience and ability to understand what you want your caregivers to know and to before they go out in the field. Helen, do, have you also worked with companies where they do have to work within a either a state regulatory construct or a, um, that says that uh, the caregivers need to have a certain number of hours or certain things? Andrew, you mentioned abuse um, um, identifying abuse is something that all caregivers in mass should know. Do you have a sense that the Care Academy program is um, customizable, if you will, to that type of thinking, if there's a state requirement that there must be 14 hours and so many have to be infection control or so many have to be, as you mentioned, falls? So can your Care Academy structure sort of meet those needs as we think beyond the uh, boundaries of Massachusetts even? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, it's worthwhile noting that Care Academy is uh, meets the needs, the compliance needs of all 50 states, uh, depending on you know any set of regulations. We have an entire compliance and regulatory um, you know crosswalk as well as department within Care Academy that actively manages um, you know and and looks forward is forward looking in terms of any sort of regulatory changes as well. Um, here in the state of Massachusetts. It's the um, the 
primary driver in terms of compliance uh, is going to be any of the agencies that work under sort of the ASAP mm-hmm. mandates. Um, so we work with a number of different agencies that, you know, are sort of beholden to um, any of those frameworks. And so, and we do that in all 50 states too. Um, so we are, we, we think about ourselves and we, we actually advocate uh, when we start working with agencies for the uh, idea of a compliance plus training, right? It is compliance that you all, we, we, we want to make sure that we're able to, as far as the training, content, technology is structured, all of that is put into place to help folks manage that as efficiently as possible. So, you know, we started out uh, not only in mass, but also in the state of California. And in 2016, the California Home Services Bureau mandated that uh, folks had to have an initial set of training as well as ongoing annual training. So we built our platform to basically curate those classes without you know, anyone ever having to sort of bring that up. Uh, so doing that on behalf of the agency and then all of our uh, reporting mechanisms actually, uh, you know, as is could go right to the state. And that again is driving the efficiency and also making sure that uh, folks feel very empowered and it's really sort of hands off. We manage all of that on behalf of the agency. Now going beyond that, Care Academy also envisions that we are part of the recruitment, onboarding, and retention uh, pieces and, and sort of uh, programs of our, our agencies. So beyond that sort of springboard or that, that, that baseline of compliance training, we also advocate that folks are utilizing the packages of training that we make available on our platform to individualize training uh, and, and really solve for the shortcomings of caregivers so they can feel empowered. Uh, so we are really a compliance plus and we're able to do that across the board, not only per agency, but down to the individual caregiver. That's what's really powerful. So you can identify which caregivers have which skill sets. And, and, which, and help match major yes, training to those the needs of that caregiver. Yep. Exactly. Well, well, truly, I think that the idea here, we talked about the um, the, the way that the private care marketplace is um, exploding and has grown with uh, the demand and the aging of our population. And it seems to me, having um, talked on these workforce issues with many people, that in the end, um, the success rate of a company is not going to be measured in how many patients can you attract to your business, but how you can retain a workforce um, because it's the patient demand will be there, but the workforce is, is going to be the challenge. And I think the whole idea of how we can be better and more preferred employers is going to drive that conversation. So as, as both 20 years in the home care industry, Andrea and um, Helen, as someone who's sort of bringing new revolution and new technology to workforce recruitment and training, if you could say one thing to a private home care employer uh, that they must not neglect or they must do or they must be paying attention to, what would that be? Um, I think we talked a lot about this being a people business. So, you know, we know that. I, I think... Technology at this point, however you define it, is table stakes. And I think that the most, you have to have technology to be able to communicate with this workforce. And in order to have technology that's used correctly, I think every private home care company has to invest in teaching these caregivers how to use it. And that's where, again, Helen has been really helpful and made it easy for us um, 
to this day today. In fact, we're I have a team of people going from client to client, teaching the caregiver how to use in-home technology. It's more a remote sensor thing, but you know the teaching and training and 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 helping people use technology and get and these tools that we so want to give them. Once you get through that, you can do anything. Great, great. Anything you want to add to that, Helen? What must employees be thinking of? The one thing that they absolutely will not succeed without. Yeah, absolutely. I completely concur, um, obviously. And I, I love the fact that Andrew said the technology is table stakes. And I think it's also thinking, I think people are um, can be daunted by technology, but it's good technology is also part of good processes, right? And so we know that, you know, according to surveys, the best way to retain caregivers in this space is to acknowledge them, to give them and show them a way in which they can be their absolute best selves and to recognize that when they do so. And technology is just a part of elevating that. Um, so long as you have a will for these processes, then it's all about matchmaking the ability of technology to do that. So on in our end and, and with Houseworks, a key example is that, you know, we acknowledge caregivers for taking the steps of their career to train themselves and arm themselves with good information and education. Uh, and so we text people, right? And because text message is the way in which, you know, uh, a lot of caregivers, we know caregivers are at and they function. Um, and so, you know, it's I think it's 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 not being daunted by technology, it's matchmaking and marriage carrying really good processes and best practices and the technology just follows on or it should follow on. And that's what we're hoping to accomplish at Care Academy. I think it's great. And I think we really spent the time on sort of recruiting these workers and retaining them. And maybe next time we can talk a little bit more about career ladders. Um, Again, Andrea Cohen, founder and CEO of Houseworks, a private home care company located in Newton, Mass. And Helen Adioshun, the founder of Care Academy. Um, you can find Houseworks on the web at house-works, that's house-works.com, and Care Academy on careacademy.com. And Andrea and Helen, would you like to um, give out your own contact information? Should someone want to talk to you a little bit more about um, your work together? Andrea? Sure. Um, my email is acohen, C-O-H-E-N, the at sign house-works.com. Fantastic. And I am Helen at Care Academy, C-A-R-E-A-C-A-D-E-M-Y.com. Uh, so Helen at careacademy.com. Just a closing thought, the whole idea of the long-term care workforce, um, I, think, I think it's a little bit, sometimes people say it's like the weather. People talk a lot about it, but they don't seem to be doing anything about it. I think every week something comes across my desk, a report from Forbes magazine, from the Wall Street Journal, from um, you know the uh, Medicare or Medicaid uh, think tank saying, we don't have enough workers to care for, this, for the growing elder population in our country. I think today we talked a little bit with two folks who are actually not just talking about it, but doing something about getting this workforce in place and supported. So I thank you, Andrea, and I thank you, Helen, for joining us. You've been listening to Talking Home Care with Pat Kelleher from the Home Care Alliance. Thank you. See you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Talking Home Care is a production of the Home Care Alliance of Massachusetts. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. For more information about our association, visit us at www.thinkhomecare.org. Thank you.